Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today, I have Kira Jones. She is the founder of Cacti Wellness Collective, which is a wellness and productivity platform for ambitious women. So I'm so excited to have you. So hi, Kira. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. We were talking a little bit before because your ring just caught my attention. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so crazy because you're about to get married next week. Yeah, um, but we can talk about that. Time. Yeah, about that later. Why don't we start off with you introducing yourself to my audience? Who is Kira Jones? What a question. Um, <laughs> well, I am Kira. I am 26. I live in Soho. So I actually moved to New York a year ago from LA and I grew up in the Midwest. So I kind of have been all over the US. I, I have my Midwestern roots, but I love city life. So I've been in Chicago, LA, and now New York. And New York has been by far my favorite place that I've lived. I'm sure everyone says that or lots of people do, but mm-hmm. it really is for me like it feels like home and it feels the most exciting and energetic and it really like allows me to express myself and be myself and meet awesome people. So yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about where I live. And then in terms of, you know, who I am, I am a fiance, a sibling, you know, I have an awesome family. I love my family and um, I'm really, really passionate about just feeling my best and, and trying to live my best life. And so for me, the most important kind of pillars of my life are my wellness and my work. Um, and so my mission with Cacti is to help other women, you know, understand that too and, and realize how they can not balance, but integrate their work and their life together and really feel their best as much as they can through work, through life, through relationships, through all of that. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and, and what I do. I love hearing that. So when did you, um, I guess, create Cacti Wellness Collective? Yeah, so I was working at Equinox um, in Santa Monica in, when did I start there? 2017. And about a year into that, I kind of started this blog slash Instagram account. So, you know, 2018, now about four years ago. And I really just was kind of doing it on the side. I was blogging about uh, productivity and how wellness can really impact your productivity. And, you know, I learned a lot of that at Equinox as well, because I was seeing these super high performers come in and work out really hard in the, in the morning at 6am and then leave and go and like kick off at work. I don't know what each person was doing, but you could tell they were doing well and just happy people. And so it really kind of helped me kind of put the pieces together. And wow, this can really impact your life to take care of yourself. Um, So I started this blog and it was really anonymous and I wasn't um, sharing much about my own life or myself. It was more just kind of curating information. And uh, about a year after that, I ended up leaving Equinox and I was like, okay, I took this a little bit more seriously. And was doing that in freelance marketing at the same time. 
And then I like to say when it really kind of hit the ground running was when the pandemic started because I I saw the need that people had to be able to bring wellness into their own home. And because this is already an online blog at the time, I was like, why don't I start sharing videos that people can use to kind of work out, meditate, um, find ways to be productive now that we're all working from home. And so we started as just a website with video content and then I ended up launching the app a year ago now, last February. Um, so it's kind of been an evolution, but now the app is really video focused and it's uh, all meditations, workouts, and then we love to do the productivity and time management stuff because I think it really goes, I know it goes hand in hand. And so it's cool to kind of have all of those things in one place for people. I love hearing that because me personally, wellness is a pillar also that I truly value. And it's interesting because when you say that it has an effect and correlation with productivity, of course, like I know that, but I never really took a step back to see that for what it is, right? Because when we think of wellness, we often think of meditation, working out your body, um, and, and mental health in a way, right? So it's really interesting that you have that take on it. And as we know, wellness is such a, a topic that has exploded since the pandemic. And there are a lot of companies or brands that are trying to really, you know, put forth that value as well. So I think yeah. timing worked out perfectly for you. But I'm curious to know, did your love for wellness and productivity, did that really stem from Equinox only? Or did you ever have, you know, any of that drawn, like drawn to that element as a child or growing up? Yeah, so it's really interesting because growing up, I was in theater with like my main extracurricular. And so I didn't, I didn't play sports. I didn't have a rigorous, you know, training schedule or anything like that from a physical fitness side. Although, you know, in theater, I was dancing and doing things like that, but I was never someone that had a sport every day. I didn't really work out. Um, I was naturally thin, so I didn't really think about it all that much. And then when I got into college, well, in high school and college, I was really struggling with anxiety. And so I had started just trying things, you know, all sorts of different things that my therapist recommended or that I read about that could potentially help mitigate some of that. And so one was meditation, which I've my approach to meditation has evolved a lot over time, but I, I kind of started dabbling it, in it in college. And then the other thing was fitness. I lived above a core power. And so I just started going to their, like, they had a really good student deal at the time. And so <laughs> I was doing like unlimited core power going all the time. And it wasn't so much the, you know, the workout itself, but more just the like moving my body and sweating and feeling kind of the endorphins from that. I noticed were really helping my mental health. And it was like a release that I looked forward to all the time. So I think that's when I really originally got interested in it. And then um, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So once I realized I liked that, I really started working in fitness. I was like working front desk at a bar studio for a little bit. Then I started working front desk at Equinox and eventually moved into sales at Equinox. But I knew it was like an industry that I wanted to be a part of and really dedicate my life to. Um, but then I, you know, ultimately like the kind of the reason I ended up leaving Equinox is because I just wanted more creativity in my job and in my life and in my career. And I knew I was kind of missing that in a really like hard hitting sales position. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, I, I, there's gotta be a way I can creatively get this message out and expand it to more people in my own, from my own perspective, um, but still be in the industry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think like it was personal experience and it was, I don't know that I had necessarily like a rock bottom moment, but I was struggling a lot with my mental health and 
you know, living on your own. And I'm sure we've all had moments where, or times, periods, seasons in life where it gets harder. And I think that that's when I was like, okay, I need to do something about this, I'm not going to sit in misery. So for me, the wellness worked. And it, it took a while too, I think. Something that um, people ask a lot is like, well, how do you stay consistent? And that's something we really work on with Cacti. But it's also just finding something you actually like to do. Like there's so many workouts out there. There's so many types of meditation, self-care practices. And like you said, it's become such a buzzword and like mm-hmm. everyone's kind of on the bandwagon, but it's, you don't have to do exactly what anyone else is doing. It's about finding what actually makes you feel good in my opinion. Yep. I'm like nodding my head because I just relate <laughs> to you so much. Like I, I guess discovered my love for movement when I was like young, like college even like 14 15 and then like to the gym I guess like obviously in college but when you grow older you learn to listen to your body and the the type of workouts that you know were were serving me or was bringing me joy when I was like 21 is definitely not what is serving me right now and I think I had to learn that as well because I had this mindset of like if I'm not sweating and I'm not like pushing my body to the extreme, then I'm not doing enough. Right. And there are moments when even like yoga and Pilates, I'm like, not like trying to like talk badly about them, but I was like, that is not gonna, that's not gonna do anything for my body. But now I'm like loving the slower movement yeah. and the itty bitty, you know, muscles that I'm working on. So I think it's also important to, for everybody to know that it's, you can evolve with your workouts and like listening to your body is so, so important. Um, so do you do this full-time as your job right now? Yeah, this is full-time now. We're building out a little team. So I have a team of five part-time employees who are incredible. And I, we couldn't be growing the way that we are without them because it's a lot of like content help. You know, we kind of have the different sides of the business, like content. And then we also are trying to actually build out um, some more long-term programs and mm-hmm. things like that. But when it comes to my role in the business I kind of oversee everything and I I was just doing it completely by myself for about a year and just more recently have started to bring Mm -hmm. some help on which has been a really great change but yeah I mean and I totally agree with what you're saying about the um the slower movement like we have a kind of variety on Cacta but what we what I'm really focused on is 20 minutes or less because it's all about like actually doing the workout and I would I used to love doing like hit classes and full cycle all the time and they're still fun from time to time, but I, it's not sustainable for me. It's not something I can do every day. So then I'm working out once a week where I could be doing something small every single day, you know? So yeah, yeah I think it's, it's hard it, and it's different for every person. For some people that might work really well. And I think you should do whatever you want, but if you're feeling like the workout is like something you dread or is stressful, it's <laughs> not the right thing. You exactly. Know? You shouldn't be hating it, but there's exactly. also that, that I guess, the line between also pushing yourself right because there are moments when you were saying I mean going back to productivity sometimes it's all mindset as well and like creating habits so I would love to know like for I guess the main lesson you've learned throughout your journey um, let's talk about productivity like what are your quick tips for people who are they want to be that girl right or or guy or whoever they want to be that person early and kills it but like they are not there yet like what are these baby steps that people can take yeah I love I love this topic I think (laughs) that productivity is is people either like kind of roll their eyes at it or love it and I think 
it's really just about, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily productivity with work in my mind. It's just productivity in life, like feeling like you're pushing yourself forward, you're doing something good. And we all know how it feels when you have a little bit of momentum and then things start to add up and you're just like in a groove. And so I think the more we can find that feeling, the better. And that goes for working out, goes for work, goes for, you know, relationships in your life, all of that. But I would say the first thing that is really important to do is kind of what you were just getting at where, you know, there was so much over COVID and I'm not saying this was wrong, but we really leaned into like self-care, you know, it's okay to take the time off. It's okay to lay in bed all day if that's what feels right for you. And I think, yes, like rest is good, obviously, and taking breaks is good, but that mentality also gives you permission, so to speak, to kind of be lazy or do less than you could be doing. And so I think with my first tip of productivity is getting real with yourself, really listening to like, do I just not want to, but I know I'll feel better if I do, or do I actually need a break? And if you really need a break, like, of course, take one. But if it's kind of like, uh, it's early and it's going to be a long day. And I don't really know if I want to get up early, even though I wanted an early morning routine, like sometimes just taking the first step can really jumpstart your whole day. And so I think the, the first mindset thing is like, get rid of the words lazy, get rid of the words like, you know, hustle and instead kind of find like what really works for you and really getting into with yourself. And it just takes practice. You've, you've got to kind of ask yourself that question, but being more intentional about whether or not you're doing that workout and why or not, why you are or are not. And same with things like getting up early, et cetera. Um, so that's like one, it's more from a mindset perspective, but then I think the biggest thing is habits and consistency. And mm -hmm. there's so many different tactics for those. But the first thing is like really getting clear on what you want to achieve and not trying to take on too many things at once if you're trying to make a change. Because when you see things on social media and it seems so aspirational and you're like, oh, I want to be just like that person or I wish I had my shit together, even though right. like you said to me before this, we started recording this, like no one really does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so easy to see that and want that. But I think understanding that that all took time for every single person. And so it's not going to happen overnight. And so finding that the little things you can change in your habits and doing them slowly is a great way to start. And habits scientifically take 66 days to kind of set in. So knowing that like you need to stick to something for over two months before it's really going to roll over into something that just becomes second nature to you. So it's not an easy answer because no one wants to hear they have to be patient, yeah. but I think that that's like the, the truth of it. So the more bite-sized it is, the easier it will be for you to be consistent. And then for me, I'm big on like, right. I think writing things down is mm -hmm. huge, whether it's a to-do list for the day or the goal that you want to achieve five years from now, like putting a pen to paper and really getting it out there in the world will do wonders for like your own mentality but I also you know you can manifest to the universe a little bit show the world what you want you're never going to get anything you don't ask for so that's a good thing to do too yes I love that I'm all about manifestation and when I'm like my current affirmation is like show me how good this gets oh my god did you hear that on TikTok yeah oh my god my friend and I literally have been saying this that's I say so it all the time I just said that I said, that, that just shocked so me tips, because I'm saying that every single day. <laughs> this is why I also believe the universe puts two people together, like their yeah. paths cross for a reason. Because for those listening or watching, like I, I just met Kira, not even like 
we do not know each other yeah we don't know each other we're complete strangers and I think a lot of the times for my guests like I end up finding that we have so much in common or like there's this uh I don't want to say magnetic but an energy I guess right because even talking to you I'm like I can chill with you you know I feel like we're on the same wavelength so I love that you said that and I also really like that you mentioned you know starting small because so often when we think of wellness, a lot of people can get really overwhelmed because it is this um, place that they want to be in, but they think that it needs to be like either all or nothing or like by Mm -hmm. tomorrow, I need to get there. And you're saying, no, take it easy. Creating habits do take time. And what I realized is that when you create one small habit, this is like from the book, The Power of Habit, but it trickles to like your whole life so like if you don't make your bed and you make your bed you're going to see that that one change if you consistently you know keep up with it it can bleed into you being early for a meeting or meeting your friends you can tidy up your place even more and then that physical cleanliness is going to be a reflection of your mental cleanliness so it is interesting and I think people overlook the power of creating these really, really small habits, which is something that you just mentioned. I totally agree. I think, and it, and it goes for like it, it, when you really think about it, it does make sense because it's like, yeah, you know, if my habit is to tie, for example, I love to do like a 10 minute clean before bed because I don't really clean as I go. I've never been that person. So my apartment kind of gets to be a disaster every day. So just like 10 minutes, quick, put everything away. And it seems like such a small thing, but like to wake up to a clean environment, of course, that's going to make your, mm-hmm. you just calmer and more at peace mm-hmm. than like waking up and looking at clutter and being like, oh my God, I wish I would have yeah. cleaned up. And then same thing with like, you know, moving your body. We all know that gives you endorphins and energy. So even though it seems like a small thing to like get up 30 minutes earlier so you can do a workout, of course, that's going to change your day because you're now coming at it with like a much mm-hmm. more energetic perspective. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, we do overlook them and it doesn't, for some reason we're like, well, you know, if I, I hear this with food a lot. It's like, oh, well, I was trying to be good today, but then I ate a cupcake. So screw it. I'm going to do whatever I want all day and all week. And it's like, well, you can change your mind anytime, right? You don't need to like throw everything away because you, you did what made one little misstep or did something you didn't want to do. Um, and I think it's like, we're never going to be perfect. We're human. So it's okay to not follow your habits every single time, but just being able to then step back, like how quickly can you recover from kind of stepping away mm-hmm. from what you were trying to get done? Absolutely. And sometimes I think about like my future self, right? Like if I don't want to clean, I'm like, okay, but future Marianne is going to be so proud of you right now. So just <laughs> clean. And then I also think sometimes it's like, we need to just get out of that mindset of like when we, say like going back to your example of food right let's say you're on a mm-hmm. diet or not even I hate the word diet let's just say you're trying to clean up your eating yeah, yeah. and you reach for that chocolate or that cupcake or whatever right it's like instead of being like screw the process you're also like abandoning yourself mm-hmm. and your goals in that moment and I think people don't realize that because so often we show up for others right if it's a job we show up because we're getting paid but yet mm-hmm when we set our own goals and just because we're not necessarily getting a paycheck from ourselves, we're still investing in ourselves every day. And I think when people put, like when we adopt that mindset and value ourselves as much Mm -hmm. as we value other things in life, then you're like, wait, 
no, I'm not going to just like say, screw this. I can totally, you know, get back on track because I value who I am and what, what my goals are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you know, like we, how you do one thing, there's, I don't know who said this, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so mm. it's, it's also to, to go off of that. Like if you're wanting to become that, that person, you know, then, <laughs> then it, doing each, everything you do is, is adding up to who you are as a whole. And also, you know, once you get in the practice of doing things a certain way, it just becomes your, your new character. And so I think it's, your personality can change over time. So just because you've always done something one way or like, um, you know, you've tried to eat clean of your diet in the past and every time you failed or whatever, whatever, like we tell ourselves in our brain, it's all just, we've created that story about ourselves so we could create a different one but of course it's harder to change we're comfortable creatures of habit we want to stay the same um but obviously we know there's benefits to growth Mm -hmm. and changing i think it's just being persistent like knowing that it's never going to be perfect but i love this abandoning yourself like it's we no one would want to do that if you if if in the moment you're about to reach for something and you know it's against your goals somebody came in your face and said are you really going to abandon yourself like of course you wouldn't do it you know what I mean Mm. but you just need to get we need to train ourselves to give ourselves those little reminders yeah it's so hard it is so hard because when you're like stuck in your ways and have built this foundation maybe even unconsciously right it could have been through society childhood external factors you can't help but think that's what you're programmed forever yeah and changing the code to the way you operate is like what the hell like how do you do that but like we all have that power so. well and it's also different it's like we don't see a lot of people doing that I mean I, there are there it's, it's probably like one percent probably like 0.1 percent of the mm-hmm. population actually gets out of cycles that they've been in their whole life and not that it's bad not to, but if you really want, if you have goals, then you have to, you know, move different if you want different. And I think it's part of what makes it so hard is it's not the way that our society works. We're not seeing other people do that all the time. So it takes a lot of self-motivation mm-hmm. and listening to conversations and having conversations like this, because right. I listen to podcasts all the time mm-hmm. that help me kind of get in the zone of like the type of person I want to be in the ways that I want to think. I think flooding yourself with that kind of information is really helpful. No, absolutely. It's like what you feed your mind. But I think also the the hardest part is taking action. Mm-hmm. You can read all the self-help books you want mm-hmm. and read all these motivational podcasts. And there's so many times when I will listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube and I, I'm so fired up, right? But then it's like, okay, what happens after? Because like, if you're not doing anything the next day or you're not taking away any key, you know, elements or lessons and actually implementing them, then like, it just goes in one ear, not the other. So it's hard. <laughs> it's super hard talk about it I'm like I'm trying to offer like encouragement to like listeners and because I don't want us to sound like oh my god you know you just gotta do that like and we're always doing it perfectly like of course not yeah Yeah. it's hard you just gotta put in the work and maybe like how do you feel about like how badly do you want it like yeah yeah I like that I mean I think that all goes back to having a strong goal. I think that that is really powerful as long as you know what you want. But I think sometimes we we forget, we we kind of realize we're feeling like shitty about something. I hope I can swear on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we feel realize we're like feeling shitty or not right about something that we're doing. 
but we haven't really realized why, you know, like maybe, for example, like I've, I'm a morning person, but I definitely feel a big difference if I get up at six versus seven, because I have so much more time to like do the things I want to do. Um, and so if I have a week where I'm like staying up later and sleeping until seven or eight, you know, I'm not like, it's not like anything horrible is happening, but I just don't feel great about it. And it's because I'm not being intentional about why did I want to get up at six? Because if I had a better like goal that I could say to myself, how bad do you want it? Like, how bad do you want this specific thing? But if you don't have that goal or that intention, then that's really hard. It's hard to hold yourself accountable with that because you're kind of like, meh, I don't really know what I'm like. Why was I waking up like this again? And like, especially when you just wake up and have one eye open, it's like hard to reason with yourself. It's obviously more comfortable to like roll back over and go back to sleep. So yeah, I think having the goals in advance and that's something everyone could do right now. It's like write down what are the top five things that you want to be like who do you want to be and what do you want to change as a person and then just reminding yourself of those things yeah and like sitting with it and like visualizing it so I feel like visualizing and, is so important yes and knowing why like mm-hmm. I think also knowing why it's important deeper yeah. it, and, and maybe then you realize it's not like maybe you saw right. something someone else do something and you're like I want to get up at 5 a.m or 5 a.m every morning and it's like well why and it's like right. oh, I don't really know it doesn't <laughs> really matter you know yeah Tell me about your morning routine. I'm curious. Okay. So I've actually been on a good kick lately, but I will say like there are, you know, seasons where it's harder, like dead of winter. I was having more trouble with this than I am now, Mm -hmm. but it's light out early. So things have been good. Um, I set my alarm for 545 and then out of bed by six. Um, Sometimes I kind of like lay there for a little bit before I officially Mm -hmm. get up. Um, And then I make coffee right away try to drink water before the coffee, but to be honest, that doesn't always happen. Um, and then I'll do a meditation usually from the app. We have a, a variety of different meditations on the app. Some are breath work, some are visualization. Um, so I usually do one of those. And then that usually is like five to 15 minutes. Um, I lay all my gym clothes out the day before. So then that's just like what I put on right away. Um, again, like when you're saying thinking of your future self it's like yeah (laughs) I'm always so thankful that I did that I don't like dig around for stuff um and then I usually try to get straight to the gym after I do my meditation oh and I don't I really try not to look at my phone Mm -hmm. until I'm done with at least the meditation ideally like till I'm at the gym but a lot of times (laughs) I just make myself wait till the meditation's over um and then from there I like work out get ready and then pretty much dive into work so that's why like that part of my day is so sacred to me because it's like that just like alone time before Mm -hmm. the day starts and then because I do work for myself and manage a team it's I could be working until god knows when so it's I don't I never know if I'll get that break again at the end of the day or not Mm -hmm. um so it's nice to have it just done in the morning so what times do you go to bed I've been going to bed early lately like in bed by 9 30 I sleep by 10 30 that's the only way I can wake up that right. early and like not feel horrible. <laughs> yeah, totally. I get it. Yeah. And right now, what does success look like to you? Like when you like close your eyes, you think of success. Like, do you see a specific image or a feeling or? Yeah, I think like kind of longer term success. I know that family is so, so important to me. So when I think of my longer term success, it's like having a nice, big, beautiful apartment in Manhattan and having my little kids there and my husband and like 
that is that really I think would be the most fulfilling successful feeling to me um and then from a work standpoint like really growing cacti to just being something that's impacting millions and millions of people and really helping change the way that we think about wellness and work and why they're so important together um and I think that there's so many different things that could look like but just having some, a, a, something larger than myself that I'm able to contribute to, but that's mm-hmm. impacting people all over the world. So yeah, those are, those are the six. Oh, and then, you know, being able to like vacation somewhere warm yeah. as often as I want would be nice. But <laughs> I love that you said, you know, the first thing was like family. And then you also brought in like New York, like an apartment. And I was like, wait, what? Because you don't hear that often. Like people that's are like, true. I want a big house with like X amount of rooms for like my family and it's interesting because you are somewhat like new newer in the city but you've lived in LA you live in the Midwest and obviously those places offer more space as we know so it's just so interesting that you you still have this connection and love for New York do you think it's your forever home I would love, I mean, I think I will ever have, forever have a home in New York. I don't know. It is a good question once a family grows up and you need some right. space. Exactly. But I think, I think that like, I feel most at home in a city and yes, you can have like a big house in a yard in the Midwest in a lot of places. And I loved, I loved growing up in the Midwest, but I didn't know anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can definitely do the city with kids. It's just a different type of lifestyle. So yeah. um, I, I love the energy it brings. I think it, I'd imagine it really shakes kids to like, you grew up in New York, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you can speak to this more if you like that experience, but I imagine it helps you have a little bit of grit and like understanding Absolutely. for people. So I think that that's, those are really cool things to have. Mm-hmm. And those are things you can't really get unless you're in like, mm-hmm. you know, a cultural melting pot where there's all sorts of different people um and experiences you know Mm -hmm, absolutely and speaking of the city I would love to now ask you Kira if you can share a city confession because my podcast is called the city confession (laughs) and this can be anything and everything whatever you feel one comfortable with and two called two so it can be something professionally like related to cacti or just personally but if you can just share a confession with all of us what would it be (laughs) Okay, like, should it be like something like a secret? Yeah, basically. And it could be funny and silly, or people have gone the other route and have dug a little deeper and darker. Um, We don't care here. We just were open and we... Oh my God, I'm so bad at rapid fire. Okay, let me think. Um, I should have known that this was going to be something I needed to do. (laughs) That's the only question I didn't probe you for, because I'm like, (laughs) I needed to be on the spot. Okay, a city confession. Um, okay. Well, I have, I guess I'll give like a city unpopular opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I moved here in uh, February of 2021. Mm-hmm. So like mid pandemic. And it was actually the weekend that, uh, dining, indoor dining was opening to mm-hmm. 25%. So just to give an idea of like when in time this was. And so it, Soho was like super quiet and not yeah. busy because it just was kind of like both time. I think a lot of people were, had moved out of the city or were spending time elsewhere. And um, yeah, I liked that a lot better than I like it now with all the people around. So I guess that would be my city confession. I like 
lived my glory days in quiet Soho for about six I months. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And it was weird. It was really weird because, you know, I, again, I grew up here. And yeah. There were moments when, even though I love the city, like, I don't really like the people. And when I say people, right. I don't mean the people living in New York. I just mean people, crowds. Yeah. crowds. And, you know, I'm such a brunch girl. So like when I go on the weekends, I'm like, oh, we don't have to wait. Like, whoa, yeah. that was so rare. And now it's back to like the two to three hours. But I remember being like, I'm going to enjoy this because we're probably, and I don't know if it's hopefully, but we're probably not going to get back to that phase of being so, 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 you know. Yes, isolated. And isolated. So, yeah. yeah. I know. And it's also funny because it's like, I didn't know any, I mean, I'd been to New York before. Right. I didn't know like from a living perspective. Yeah, different. Weird. So I was kind of like, this is kind of crazy. I didn't realize how weird it was. And no, then so all of a sudden weird. I was like, okay. <laughs> Now you see the the difference. Yeah, yeah. And I know you mentioned you don't like fire round questions, but I'm I'm game though. I'm game. Yeah. Okay. To wrap it up, I do have a fire round New York City edition. I ask five quick questions. The first word or thought that comes to your mind and you just answer it on the spot. Okay. It's pretty easy. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you can describe New York City in one word, what would it be? Energetic. Favorite thing about New York? Mm, uh, the the like that everywhere you go you can get a different perspective mm-hmm. and experience the least favorite thing uh the trash all over the place in chicago there's something called alleys and the trash goes in the alleys in new york uh, it's just all over the place <laughs> <laughs> um what's your favorite go-to spot or restaurant cafe um, we, my fiance and I love going to Lure Fish Bar in Soho. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's a little boat. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. So cute and the food's amazing. Yeah. And if you could thank New York City for one thing, what would it be? Perspective. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right. I think that's like something so. Oh, and the other thing I would thank New York for, see, this is why I suck at Byron. Just go for it. Things come to me. Perspective <laughs> is like the deep answer. Um, but I'd also like to thank them for the West Side Highway uh, pass because we didn't know that that was going to be like, I didn't realize it was all built out like that right. when we moved here. And it's so nice to like have the piers and the outdoor space and you feel like you get a little nature. Yeah. So I'll thank no, I love hearing that because I probably take it for granted. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you're right. like, you like the like, river walk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, it was so lovely chatting with you. And now it is your chance to uh, plug away. So if you have any upcoming programs, projects that you would like to share, feel free to do so. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. It's like the easiest place to go first. And it's at Cacti Wellness. That is where I share the most. There's links there to everything. So you can kind of uh, get a feel for the app and all of that as well. You can download us in the app store, Cacti Wellness Collective. And I'll actually give you also a code, Marianne, if you want to share it, that you could give everybody like a free month to start out. Yeah, that'd be fun. To get on the app. And obviously I'll get you on there too. Um, And yeah, that's where you can find me. In terms of what's coming up, we add new videos every week. So um, there's always kind of something new, but I think things that I'm looking forward to in the near future are doing some more like in real life events. So for everyone listening in in New York, Follow along on Instagram and I'll be sharing when things are happening. That's so exciting. And my final question, because I'm always lying and say, oh, what is the end? <laughs> um, I want to bring it back to you, Kira. So what is the one thing you love most about yourself? 
Oh, I love that. I think um, my curiosity, yeah, has like led me to a lot of cool experiences and things. But if I wasn't so curious about how things were other places and, and different career paths, then I wouldn't have experienced as much as I have. Yeah, curiosity is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to leave it off as that. Um, For those watching and listening, thank you so much. I hope you all enjoy this episode. I'll have all of Kira's information in the show notes. So be sure to check that out and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right, bye.